Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal stunk it up in the second half in the podcast. Nah, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, JD Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip, and on YouTube, the J Rock Soccer and Basketball Session. The Washington Wizards fall 102 to 106 to the New York Knicks after leading by 15 in the first half. But in the second half, the New York Knicks took over the game. The Wizards stopped playing defense, and Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook couldn't buy a basket. Let's get it. At the end of the first half, the Washington Wizards led the New York Knicks 60-45. to Everyone was feeling good about how the game was going, feeling good about the defense that was being played, or decent about the defense being played. Not a care or worry in the world in regards to the basketball game. And then all hell broke loose. The Washington Wizards decided they were no longer going to play defense. Russell Westbrook continued to turn the ball over. Bradley Beal continued to turn the ball over. Neither one of them could buy a basket. Recipe for disaster. Your stars can't hit on the same night, and you just decide not to play defense. And in the end, the Washington Wizards fall to the New York Knicks, 106-102. to Russell Westbrook, 3 of 15 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, 18 rebounds, 9 assists, 13 points. He fouled out with 6 fouls and had 8 turnovers. Bradley Beal scored a little bit more. He had 26 points, but on 8 of 23 shooting, he was 2 of 7 from the 3-point line. He had 4 rebounds, 9 assists, and 6 turnovers. Russell Westbrook did add 4 blocks and 2 steals. But nonetheless, in the clutch time, neither of them could get it done. They both shot poorly from the field, a combined 11 of 38 from the field. That is never going to get it done for the Washington Wizards. And that's really the game in a nutshell. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal combined for 14 out of the 17 turnovers. Now, I am a person that says it's their turnovers that need to be better, both of them, especially Russ, who had eight. However, I do think that Scott Brooks can help them out in many ways as a head coach. Having Russell Westbrook out there at one point, and I know Bertans is injured, and they just traded away Mo Wagner and Troy Brown Jr., but let's not act like this is the first time we've seen this lineup that I'm about to say. He's played this lineup before, and it hasn't worked. So, he had Russell Westbrook out there with Denny Avdia, who they are not going to guard. With Lopez, who they are not going to guard. And Bunga, who they are not going to guard. He was trying to get into the post. They were sending a double they aren't really guarding any of those people, so they're crowding the paint, but are close enough to those offensive players to make it a difficult pass. And then you just had these awkward passes that Russell Westbrook is trying to make because of the personnel that's on the floor. Having Not having Bertans is making a big deal in the last few games. It is glaringly obvious because when Bertans is out there with him, that makes it a little bit more difficult for the defense. But no defense in that lineup is guarding anyone not named Russell Westbrook, who, because he's a point guard, is going to have the basketball. 
they're not guarding any of those three, and they're also not going to guard Neto. Because Neto's so small, you don't have to be close to him to guard him. You can close out on him easily. That lineup is never going to work. It never has worked, and we saw it again. And, okay, I'll give you versus the Knicks, maybe it's because of circumstance. You didn't have Mo Wagner or Troy Brown Jr. or Bertans, but that's not the first time we've seen that. It does not work. Not with Russell Westbrook on the floor. You can say that you want Russell Westbrook to be a slasher and driver in your offense and you want him to move with pace. You can say that, but when you throw him out there in that lineup, you want him to drive how? What, you want to just run through a wall of players? Look, there are Bill and Westbrook's turnovers, flat out. I'm not absolving them. they got to stop turning the doggone ball over. I'm just saying that's a perfect storm for turnovers. It's the same thing with Bill. If you get him out there with non-shooters, they're already face-guarding him to keep him from getting the ball. So he's been back-cutting. But he's been back-cutting, and teams have figured that out, and they're just packing the paint. He's beating a wall of players when he catches the pass on that back-cut. That's why he's not finishing some of them. They're not guarding those players. And if Garrison Matthews is on the floor, they're guarding him. This is the reason why I don't understand why Scott Brooks, when Bertans is healthy, why he's allergic to playing Garrison Matthews and Bertans together. They guard those players. Now, Garrison Matthews, he had one of his best games of the season. He had played 35 minutes. He was 5-6 from the field, 3-4 or four from 3. He got fouled on a, uh, on a three-pointer. So, you know, he had 16 points, two steals, three assists, a rebound, no turnovers, and was 3-4 or four from 3, 5-6 from the field. He did his job. I am looking forward to seeing how it be with Russell Westbrook, Bill, Matthews, Bertans, and Gafford, the lob threat. I'm looking for, I want to see how that is. You've got three shooters on the floor, and you've got Russell Westbrook and Gafford to run that pick and roll, create some movement on the defense, and try to find those open shooters. If not, you've got the lob threat and Gafford. I'm looking forward to that. And people misunderstood me about the trade. Gafford makes sense. I am talking about trading a 3 and D player and Troy Brown Jr., who shoots 35% from three for his career and plays good defense and is great at anticipating passing lanes for a guy who plays defense that can't shoot. I have no problem with Gafford at all. I only have a problem with, the, with, with giving away Troy Brown Jr. That's the only part I don't understand. He is a 3 and D. I, I, I don't understand why he just never got the opportunity with Scott Brooks. So, anyway, Garrison Matthews played well. Um, but I just don't understand trading for Chandler Hutchinson when you have Troy Brown Jr. Who can shoot better and play the defense like... Chandler Hutchinson can. I, I don't, I just don't get that. Daniel Gafford, I'm excited about. I want to see that lineup when Bertons comes back healthy. Bertons, Matthews, Russell Westbrook, Beal, and Gafford. I just want to see what that's like. And one thing about Gafford is that he can get up. Uh, he's not much of a shooter either, but he does give Russell Westbrook that lob threat, and I think that's going to help a lot uh, in those lines. But you can't play Gafford, Bunga, and and all the, all together, 
I don't want to see Gafford bunk on Denny with Russ out there and Neto. I don't want to see that. That's a terrible lineup. I can tell you now. Got to have some shooters out there. At least one of Bertans or Matthews needs to be playing in that lineup with the bitch unit. Um, so we talked about Matthews. I thought Rui Hachimura, I wish that they gave him the ball a little bit more in the clutch. You know, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill, they just didn't have it. They let's, let's, let's call it what it is. They both play like hard garbage. They both play like trash. Okay. And uh Russ played 40 minutes. Bill played 39 minutes. Rui Hachimura played 41 minutes. He was 9 of 16 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. So he shot efficiently from the field. Um, he was 1 of 4 from the free throw line. I'm not sure what's going on with that. He usually hits his free throws. Uh, he had 9 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. I thought he should have got more touches in the clutch. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill got to be able to figure out, look, we don't have it tonight. We've got this kid, Rui Hachimura. He's our third option, and he needs to get some touches. That's what should have been done. You just didn't have it. Neither one of them. It is never a good recipe if both of the stars are injured at the same time. Or not injured, sorry. If both of our stars are off on their shot in the same game. That is not good. I just, I don't. That, especially if we're not going to play defense. But if it's happening, at least give Rui some touches in the clutch. See if he can't hit a few baskets. He's got a sweet game right around the free throw line where he that's where he likes to operate, do his step backs and things like that. His pull-ups. He's got a sweet mid-range game. He should have got those touches. Matthew should have got more touches at the end. Um he was he was on fire. I I just didn't understand. Like I get it. You give it to your stars, you tell them to get it done in the clutch. I know that. I mean, I know that all too much. I've seen Russell Westbrook be ice cold and hit the game winner. I've seen him do that and close the game out. But I feel like if the guy's 9 and 16, for the most part, has been pretty uh, efficient, try it. Give him a few touches and see what happens. Um, but he, he had a very good game. I was, I was very proud of him and Matthews. Uh, Bunga had eight minutes. He, you know, he was a classic Bunga. Looked like he did some things on defense. No field goal attempts. O of two from the free throw line. No assists. No steal. No blocks. No turn. You get what it is. The, the Bunga special. Uh, Denny Avdia played eleven minutes. He was just putrid. Uh, Robin Lopez played twenty five minutes. Five of six from the field. Four rebounds. Uh, so he had a total of ten points, and he also had a block. Um, Neto. A classic Neto game, you know, four of seven from the field, one of three from the three-point line, uh, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. You know, Neto's going to Neto. That's what I always say. So, um, look, I just think that the Washington Wizards, um, look, they got to play defense. And I understand that that's what Tommy Shepard was doing with getting Hutchison and Gafford, try to get better on a defensive end. Look, I don't think getting less shooting is necessarily going to help the Washington Wizards and those Russell Westbrook only lineups. Um, but the lob threat is going to help. I just want to see what he does with that lineup. I don't want to see a bunch of non-shooters and Russ and Gafford on the floor. Yeah, it'll probably make for a couple of good highlights, but it's not going to be an efficient um, efficient uh, team on the floor if that's going to be the case. Um, but I am excited about the addition of Gafford as far as the lob threat. Hey, he can catch because we all know Robin Lopez is allergic to catching any pass that comes from Russell Westbrook. So uh, I am looking forward to that. But I'm not going to keep this podcast long. I'm so sick of talking about us losing. 
So guys, I know on Sunday at 7 p.m. East or 7 Central, 8 Eastern, we play the Detroit Pistons. Uh, so I will, as always, be there to watch that game and drop a post-game podcast. So make sure you catch it. Follow me on Twitter if you want to live tweet because I always do that. But guys, this is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. Please, please hit that subscribe button. I am on all the major podcast platforms. So hit that button so you can get alerts every time I make a new podcast. If you like video analysis and things like that, uh, video breakdown of defenses and Russell Westbrook and Washington Wizards highlights, please go follow my YouTube channel and subscribe to J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook is the chip, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. See you guys Saturday versus the Detroit Pistons. And as always, until next time, peace.